Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. And now... With 91 surviving episodes broadcast on NBC Radio from 1934 to 1957, we bring to you Lights Out. Lights Out. Everybody. This is the witching hour. dogs howl, and evil is let loose on the sleeping world. Want to hear about it? Then turn out your lights. The National Broadcasting Company brings you Lights Out. A revival of the eight best stories in the series which many of our listeners will remember. Willis Cooper is your author, and Albert Cruz, your director. Sit in the dark now and listen to Lights Out. And uh, what will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear chap. For example? For example, it is quite possible that I will kill you. <sighs> you amaze me. No, 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 no. I assure you I'm quite serious. Impossible. Not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to uh, end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat. Neatly, and as the books have it. With dispatch. <laughs> You've been reading books, then? We're wasting time. What's the answer? The answer is the same as it has always been. You refuse, then? I refuse, yes. Very well. You forced me to become a murderer. Cut. Look, uh, I don't want to throw you up on this first reading, but uh, not much is coming through in here. I don't know just how to say it, but uh, it just doesn't gel for some reason or other. Now, let's think about these lines. Well, let's hold it a minute. What's the matter, George? Who is it, me or Ed? Well, I, I hate to throw you up on this first reading, but, uh, Fritz, I think it's you. Something wrong. It's the, the attack on the part, or maybe you're throwing those lines away without any sincerity. There's no menace in the part, you see what I mean? Well, look, uh, let me come on out. Ah, uh, hammering again, eh, Fritz? Okay, character. Let alone, I'm having enough trouble. Okay. Look, he can act. Honest, George. Fella's got a card. All right, uh, let's can the funny stuff, Ed. We got some work to do, and I want you to just pay attention, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, look, Fitz, uh, yeah. how do you feel in this thing? I don't know. It's not, it's, it, it's not right. I don't know what to do, though. Well, you don't sound convincing. You see my point? Yeah. Uh, have you got any ideas on how you might do it? No. Oh, wait a minute. What, what about dialect? I could do a little German. German. Could... Wait a minute. No, no, no. I don't think I want any German on this thing. I hear 
too much of that. Uh, uh, some Austrian? No, no, that's no, no, that's too close to German. I don't uh, know. How's your French? How's your French? Let's see how your French is. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. No, no, no. Look, I don't want. I don't want to make him too definite. See, he should be a kind of a combination. A lot of menace in there. Quiet, but I gotta believe the guy. Make him. Uh, let's see. What's that word? I want him to. Continental. Uh, uh, that's it. Uh, just not, not too much now. Just a word. I, I know, I know. Okay? Let me try it. Yeah. All right. We'll try it now uh, from the top, huh? That's right. Okay. And uh, what will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear chap. For example? For example, it is quite possible that I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you, I am quite serious. Okay, hold it. How's it doing now? How's it sound? Are you asking me or the director? Well, it sounds a lot better than it did before. I think you'll work into it. Yeah, well, look. Uh, yeah, Fritz, I think that'll do it. Uh, uh, what do you say we put it up on the mic and let's see how it sounds? Uh, take that whole scene over. How is it for age, George? Oh, the age is okay. I want a little bit of age, not too much age. All right, just, just a about right. Little right knows where you're headed. All right. Oh, rehearsals, rehearsals. Well, it beats digging ditches for a living, I guess. Oh, does it? Oh, so they tell me. Well, anyway, it's cool in here. Thank the Lord for air conditioning. I wish it was 9.30. Okay, characters, now uh, give me that Afro number five now, will you? And uh, let's hear it again uh, from the top. And uh, what will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear chap. For example? For example, it is quite possible. I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you I am quite serious. Possible? Not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat. Neatly. And as the books have it, with dispatch. Oh, you've been reading books, then. We are wasting time. What's the answer? The answer is the same as it has always been. You refuse, then? I refuse, yes. I will. You forced me to become a murderer. Look, Fritz, you sound about as much like a murderer as... Oh, I give up. Oh, for the love of Mike, George, what do you want me to do, growl? No, no, I don't want you to growl. But I do want you, if you won't find it too inconvenient, to act just a little bit like a murderer. You know, a, a murderer, a guy that uh, kills people. Yeah. He wants you to make faces, Fritz. Gosh. Wait, uh, I'll come out there again. How you doing, kid? I give up. I don't know what the man wants. Now listen, sweetheart, have you the faintest idea how a guy acts when he's going to kill somebody? Have you? No, but I got a hunch I'm going to know about it in a minute. Oh, well, that'll be swell. Because the way you're doing it now, a guy would think that you're Ed's brother or something. Oh, now George. listen, get it through your thick skull that we got a show in a few minutes. We're going on the air, radio, remember, you see? You're supposed to be a murderer. I know, but it's going to come a lot easier if you oh, know you, you can't me. take it, huh? Oh, nuts. All right, well, let's try it again. Uh, take it from that line. Um, oh, the, the answer is the same as it has always been, Ed. Go on, Ed. All right. The answer is the same as it has always been. You refuse... Pardon me. You refuse, then. Hey, George. Oh, for... Oh, oh, now what? Well, what do you want? There's an old gent out here wants to see you. What's he want? I don't know. Well, tell him to go away. No, no, wait. Uh, who is he? I don't know. How can I keep a character? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes oh. I wonder. Oh. Uh, and he says he wants to see Ed, not you. Who is he? Won't give his name. Probably some guy that you owe money to. You should talk. Well, look, tell him. Well, listen, we're right in the middle of a rehearsal. Go ahead and talk to him, Ed. We can smoke a cigarette or play tiddlywinks. Oh. But listen, you tell him to make it snappy. We got a show to get on. All right, all right. Tell him to come in here, Horace. Go right in. 
Oh, there you are, Mr. Henley. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Why, uh, I don't believe I've ever had... <laughs> don't know me, eh? Well, I know you, Mr. Henley. Mr. Ed hit me, yes, sir. He owes the old guy dough, all right. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't know I, you, uh, come up to show you my book. I, I figured you'd like to have a look at it now while you have the chance, just in case you had any choice. <laughs> Folks don't often have the choice, you know. <laughs> choice? Uh, choice of what? <laughs> now, here, let me show you the book. I won't be a minute. I don't like to disturb your work, you know, but... Got to be done, I guess. Now, this one here... Ye gods. Coffin. What? Coffins. Look, it's a catalog of coffins. Caskets. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Yes, sir, the neatest line of caskets in the country. And nothing but the best. No, sir. Now, look here. This number, A1436, ain't it? Yes. Uh... All gray silk, solid silver handle. Say, listen, what is this? Or this model, A5499 in mahogany. Uh, wait a minute, it's... mister. Uh, what's this all about? Why, I just figured Mr. Henley kind of like to pick himself out a casket. Well, uh, who are you? So I brought up the book here to show him. I got my tape measure right here in my pocket. Ah, uh, it's a rib, George. Somebody sent him up here. <laughs> oh, yeah? No, no, nobody sent me. I just thought Mr. Henley... Well, uh, look, uh, Mr. Henley's busy. We're rehearsing a radio show here, and we've got just a few more minutes before we go on the air. So if you don't I mind... know, I know. You're rehearsing lights out. I know all about it. Listen, every Saturday night, uh, I like it. All about ghosts. And corpses and things, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, well, that, that, that's fine, but uh, we've got work to do now. Well, well, I'll get right out of here. Uh, just as soon as Mr. Henley makes up his mind. Now, this A1436 that I was showing uh, Listen, you, mister, I don't want to buy a coffin. I've got no use for one. Do you get me? Solid silver handle. George, this guy's screwing. Oh, no, 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 sir. Now, wait. I got some pictures here in colors, if you like something a little fancier. Uh, just a minute, how do I find it? Fritz, yeah. uh, go get Horace and have him get this old gent out of here. I think the old guy's crazy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, mister, did uh, somebody send you up here to see Ed Henley? Send me? No, sir. I told you. I, I thought it up my own self. Now, this here, age 6782, with the bronze plate on top. How do you like that? Pretty nifty, ain't it? Hmm? Yes, sir. Uh, listen, I've told you I don't want a coffin. I oh, you can have it with solid silver plate, if you like that better. If uh, I were you, Ed, I'd get the one with the silver plate. Huh? Oh, yes. I'd rather like that one with the silver plate. Mm-hmm, that's the one, all right. A 6782A with solid silver plate. Yes, sir. Well... That's all I wanted to know. Yes, sir. That's what I come up here for. Well, thank you kindly, Mr. Henley. I think you'll find it very satisfactory. I'm sure I will. And thank you, sir. I'll be going now. Thank you ever so much. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, uh, uh goodbye. Goodbye, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Mr. Henley. Well, I wonder what goes with that guy. Whose idea was that? No. It's uh, it's all right, uh, Fritz. He's gone now. Oh, we don't need you, Horace. Huh? Where'd he go? Well, he just went out that door a minute ago. Didn't you see him? No. Uh, he must have went the other way. He went out that door right there. Oh, that's funny. Uh, we didn't see him. Listen, Horace, was that your idea? 
Mine? Gosh, no. Hey, I know. It was one of the announcers. Was cracking, guys. Well, I don't think it was so funny myself. Not at this time of night with nobody else in the whole place. How'd you get rid of him, Ed? <laughs> oh, the old guy was showing us coffin after coffin, and I suggested to Ed that he buy number H, a 6783A. With solid silver plate. <laughs> so, uh, he said, okay, it's grand. Leave it to me to handle the screwy guys. I've had experience enough producing shows around here. Thank oh. you, dear. You birds want me anymore? Uh, no, no, Horace, uh, thanks. Oh, uh, if you see old Joe Coffin Seller again, though, tell him we're not in the market. Now, come on, let's get to work. Yeah, it's about time. Where do we start? Uh, there on uh, page six, line five. The answer is the same and so on, you know. All right. The answer is the same as it has always been. You refuse then, eh? I refuse, I'll yes. That's the next time through. Very well, then. You force me to become a murderer. No, you force me to become a murderer. You force me to become a murderer. <laughs> Go on. I don't know. You know the penalty for murder in this country? <laughs> Put down that knife. You have had your last chance. <laughs> no, don't kill me. I warned you. I warned you. No, you, but no. You would not. Oh, no. Cut, 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 cut. Oh, what? Now, listen, uh, we got to plant that knife somehow. Oh, holy smoke, George, I can't say. I am now about to stab you with this here repulsive knife, can I? Ah, oh, well, that's the trouble with writers. No imagination. You see now. Oh, I could say drop the knife again. No, no. Let me think. Shut up. Sorry. Oh, I got it. Oh, look. Why do sound effects guys have to go on vacations? Is there a knife out there someplace? I don't know. I'll look over here. Let's see. Yeah, here's one. Well, what kind is it? Pocket knife. I think I just drop it in my pocket, too. I've been wanting a knife like this. Well, let's see it. Uh, 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 I got ten dibs on it. Well, now look. You hold it up close to the microphone and open it. Make it click. And I'll go to the control room and listen. Very well, Orson. It'll probably sound like a door opening. So what? It's more than a door opening gag we got, sounds like. All right, uh, let's hear it now. Open it up. No, not so loud. Try it again. Okay, now, uh, Fritz, uh, you put that effect in just as you start the struggle. Give me it. Uh, what, no, no, help, help, that business? Yes, yes. No, no, no! Oh, oh. You would not listen to me. Stab him! Stab him! Oh, oh, yeah, okay. You uh, better fall down on the floor, Ed. It'll sound better. Why is it I always have to do the falls? Go on, go on. Ah, nuts. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, how are we going to ring that gong? Oh, I don't see why we can't get some help on this show. Why don't you get Horace? Well, that's an idea. I'll go get him. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I was here at nine this morning for an audition, and I haven't even had time to get any dinner. Actors, the idle rich. Says you. Say, who do you suppose sent that dilly old bird up here? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of funny jokers around this shop. That was a good gag for this show, I guess. Except I don't suppose it'll be so funny for the old gent when he finds out it was a gag. Yeah, I don't imagine it's a very good racket running around peddling coffins. I never even knew they peddled coffins that way. Neither did I. Oh, I was reading. The oh, genius. Yeah. time to catch up on your reading after the show's over. I want you to sock that gong. All you gotta do is take the little club and clout the gong when George points at you, Horace. If George points at you, Horace. Listen, who's producing this show? I sometimes wonder. Oh, where's the stick to hit it with? You are practically standing on it. Huh? 
Oh. All right, now. Now, look. I'll go in the control room, and you guys go on into the fight. Now, you watch me, Horace, and when I point, you shot that gun. Okay. Oh, George, listen. Do we have to go through the whole thing again, my throat? No, no, no. Just the struggle part. Now, wait till I get in. Hit it a good bat, Horace. Okay. Okay. Watching Ed and Fritz. Well, look, you watch me from now on. I'll give you the cues, and you do them. You got it? Okay. Go ahead, struggle. George, the phone's ringing in the lobby. Well, hurry up. We're practically on the air. What are we doing? Oh, I wish I had a cigarette. No smoking in the studios. Speak when spoken to. I was talking to Fritz. Oh, well, there's still no smoking in the studios. Oh, brother. Want to go get something to eat after the show, Ed? Oh, not me. I'm going to be dead. I'm dragging, too. I'm going sailing with Jake tomorrow. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you can help us. Okay, George, you're back. Well, look, uh, come on, will you? Come on. Hey, you know who that was? Sure, somebody wanting to know what time Fred Waring's on. No, no, it was. Come on, will you can the guessing games? Let's go. It was the old coffin guy. He wanted to know if Mr. Henley wanted a silver or a bronze plate on his coffin. What'd you tell him? Silver, I said. Nothing cheap about Mr. Henley, I said. <laughs> Listen, you oughtn't to kid the old guy like that. He's just a poor, harmless old bird. Besides, the first thing you know, somebody will be knocking at my door, delivering a coffin and collecting money for it. Trying to collect, you mean? Now, listen, you lugs. If you want to play comedy, you put the bite on Don McNeil, will you? You're wasting your time over on this side. Now, uh, let's go to work. Now, if that old guy calls up again, you tell him to go jump in the lake. Now, come on, look at page 10. We won't have time to take a dress. Top of the page. I want uh, running footsteps, all three of you. Cross the studio floor, up the stair steps. You stop and run back down. You got it? On my cue. Okay, hurry up now. Now, uh, take the knock on the door and the footsteps coming in. It's bottom of page 11. Now, uh, you do the knock, Ed. Horace, you open the door. And Fritz, you do the footsteps. You got it? On my cue. Okay, keep it that way. She's coming right up now. Fritz, uh, you do the wind machine. Right, right, George. Ed, you do the chime. Okay. Horace, you sock that gong. Right, George. On your toes now. At my cue, Fritz. Quiet, everyone. Five seconds. Lights out. Everybody. This is the witching hour. Evil is let loose on a sleeping world. Want to hear about it? Then turn out your lights. Good evening, my dear friend. Good evening, Doctor. Won't you come in? Thank you. Here, let me take your coat and hat. Oh, certainly. There you are, Doctor. 
Ah, come here, let's sit down. Thank you. Well? It's all taken care of. Really? Quite. You have the proof? Well? Of course, you realize, my dear friend, I cannot be expected to carry out our little arrangement unless I have proof. Yes, I was reasonably sure of that. And? So? There is a hat crumpled in the left-hand pocket of my overcoat. A hat? His hat. I think you'll find that it has a bullet hole through the crown and uh, there are several bloodstains. Oh, fine. Uh, you don't mind if I look for myself? Oh, of course not. That's why I brought it, you see. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, apparently a very neat job. I specialize in neat jobs, Doctor. <laughs> Do you mind telling me how it was done? Not at all. I waited for him in the driveway of his house. Cold, too, tonight. Huh. He left his car at the gate and walked up to the house. Huh. Uh, we had planned on that, you remember? Yes, 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 yes. And when he came close enough, I... I shot him. Oh. So noisy. There was a silencer on the revolver. Ah, uh, thoughtful of you. I'm always thoughtful, Doctor. <laughs> Excellent. I even stepped close enough to him to... Ensure powder burn. Better and better. And the revolver is there without the silencer to to make it look like suicide. So I congratulate you, my dear friend. Thank you. I am conscientious. Are you conscientious enough to remember what I asked you to bring? Yes, quite. May I have it? I think not. What you say? I came here tonight merely to thank you, Doctor, for your cooperation. I find myself a richer man. I hope you are joking, my friend. Not at all. You don't want to give up the packet of jewels? I couldn't have put it more neatly myself, Doctor. Oh, oh, I see. You have not forgotten that I paid you a sum of money to perform this service for me? Five hundred dollars. That is correct. That is why I came here. I'm afraid I don't understand. To return the $500. You see, Doctor, I have decided to keep the jewels instead. I see. <laughs> Would you care for a drink? Uh, brandy, perhaps. If you like. Water? No, uh, thank you, no. Uh -huh. Your health. If you don't mind, Doctor, let us exchange glasses. <laughs> you are a remarkably suspicious man. I have to be. If you please. Oh, quite. <laughs> I thought so, Doctor. Well, you're good health. And now, I'll be going, if you don't mind. Oh, must you go, really? Yes. Uh, here are your $500. My offer is still good. Your offer? $500 for eliminating this man and bringing me the jewels from his pocket. Oh. I'm sorry not to be able to accept your offer, Doctor. I've made other arrangements, you see. May I point out that you left your revolver at our friend's side? May I point out that it is extremely possible that I have another? Possible? Probable. 
Hmm. Shall we have another drink? May I pour? <laughs> if you like. Now, shall we discuss this further? I'm afraid there is very little to discuss, Doctor. If you do not mind, no, I would... No, there is nothing to discuss. I am grateful to you, my dear Doctor, for putting me in the way of earning the very comfortable sum that these jewels will bring. I am equally grateful to you for your hospitality. But I really must go. Oh, I beg of you. Let me point out that a gentleman of your reputation might have some difficulty in disposing of the jewels... There are ways. Would it not be a great deal safer for you to take the $500 with no further risk than to keep the jewels and run the risk of hanging? I'll take the risk. Besides, if anything unpleasant does happen to me in the course of disposing of the jewels, I can always remind my captors of the part that you played in this little affair. You see? I'm afraid you would have a very difficult time proving that. Mm, perhaps. But I'll run the risk. Good night, Don't Doc. hurry, I beg of you. I should dislike to have any unpleasant happening. You forget that I have a revolver, Doctor. That is a lie. I wouldn't take a chance if I were you, Doctor. I'm not taking a chance. I know you have no revolver. Really? Really. Interesting. How? A very simple process of deduction. There is none in your overcoat. I could tell by the weight of it. Huh? But there is. Ah, thank you. I was rather certain that it was there. You... And so I took the liberty of locking your overcoat in the closet when I got up to inspect our friend's hats. Checkmate, my dear friend. Stalemate, I think. I still have the jewels. And I warn you for the last time to give them to me. I'm sorry. It would be a great deal better for you if you would, you know. What will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear friend. For example? It is quite possible I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you I am quite serious. Impossible. It's not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to, uh, end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throats. Neatly, and as the books have it. With dispatch. You've been reading books, then. Come, we are wasting time. What's the answer? The answer is the same as it has always been. You refuse, then? I refuse, yes. Very well. You've forced me to become a murderer. You know the penalty for murder in this country, Doctor. <laughs> Put down that knife. You have had your last chance. <laughs> no. No, don't kill me. I warned you. I warned no. you. No, no. would not let me. Help me. Help. Ed. Ed. You. Ed. You, you stabbed me, Fritz. Oh, my God. Horace. Horace, look. The knife slipped. I didn't mean. I cut him. I didn't mean to cut him. I cut him. I Blood. You've really killed him, Fritz. Oh, no. No, I... Yes, I, did. I just got here in time, didn't I? Yes, sir. Model 86782 with silver plate for Mr. Henry. No! Yes, sir. Just bring it right in, boys. Mr. Henry's all ready for it. <laughs> 
You have just heard The Coffin in Studio B, the second in the summer revival series of Lights Out. In tonight's cast, you heard Bob Murphy as Ed, Sherman Marks as Fritz, Don Gallagher as George, Jack Bivens as Horace, and Charles Eggleston as the coffin salesman. All right. You can turn them on now. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.